Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast with Joshua Latimer, where we discuss business, life, family, faith, struggle, fire, pain, and ultimately winning. It's time to take massive action. Look, I, I can't work harder on your life or business than you do. It's ultimately all on you. You know, God created all the food the birds would ever need, but he doesn't put it in their nest. You've got to go get it. 10 out of 10 people die. So how about doing something today that actually matters while you still can? Hey, my friends, welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast. I am continuing the train rolling down the tracks, interviewing speakers that will be presenting at this year's huge convention. And one of my good buddies is on the phone. Her name is Martha Woodward, and she, as cute as she is, she's actually a business beast. She has a a, a maid service company doing, you know, seven hundred plus thousand dollars a year. That's one hundred percent automated. I think she doesn't even go to the office anymore. And she has a software company called Quality Driven Software, which is really really cool. Too. And she's going to be sharing some of her ninja tricks and things she's learned along her journey at the huge convention. Martha, how are you doing? I am doing great. I'm doing great. I am currently in Washington, moving my daughter up to her first real job. Well, that sounds exciting. How, how does someone like Martha become such a business ninja? I mean, give us a brief backstory on how all this happened. <laughs> well, um, I spent 20 plus years in healthcare. And I worked for a hospital that was part of a chain, but worked pretty autonomously. Long story short, it got more and more systemized. I hated that you couldn't make any decisions. So I guess in a midlife crisis moment, I decided that I was going to open my own business. And a maid service sounded good uh, because I liked having my house clean. So instead of buying like a Harley Davidson or a convertible, you just starting a maid service. I'm going to stick it to the man. So I thought, that well, is so funny. I can make decisions and implement them tomorrow, you know, and for whatever reason, I chose a maid service. But uh, anyway, so I had painful, painful first years and, uh, and I should say I've been in business 10 years. I'm a, my first three or so were pretty much a wash. I mean, I think I cried more than I, oh, it was, it was terrible. But, uh, (laughs) but what those things taught me was what not to do. And, uh, you know, I am a person, I feel like I have to go through the pain to, even though people tell you things, I feel like I unfortunately have to go through the pain to go, yeah, I can't do it this way. And so, uh, one of my very painful moments was just, you know, quality not being what it should and just employee issues in general. And I know we all have them, but I, you know, I have managed 30 plus employees, um, when I was director of a therapy department and I thought, ah, I know how to do this. You know, people were like, what about, you know, your employee issues that you're going to have in this new business? You know, they thought it was crazy, which kind of was, but, uh, I was like, Oh, (laughs) I got this. I, you know, I manage people all the time. Well, you know, I didn't give it enough credence that most of the people I managed had at least a bachelor or master's degree. So they had some, you know, self-motivation, discipline, all those things. And so 
<laughs> I tried the very hands-off ap- approach when I first started business with my employees. And, uh, oh, yeah, I, I would like to say I learned quickly. I can't do that, but it seemed like it took me about three years to decide that, hmm, okay, I need, not only do I need policies in place, but really what I found out is I need policies that I actually follow no matter what. And that's, you know, that's where my problem lied. I had a policy and procedure manual, but if I was short-staffed and, you know, somebody was getting umpteen complaints, it was like, okay, you've got to do better. You know, it wasn't, uh, all right, so I need to let you go, (laughs) which is what it should have been. So, Anyway, I, that was my light bulb moment. I learned that I had to do what I said, and I had to make the policies liberal enough that they worked for us, but yet I could follow no matter what. I love it. I think it's awesome, and what you've done in a relatively short time is pr- pretty amazing, honestly. And the number one issue for everybody is employee issues. It's just it's just building like a tidal wave. I'm hearing it more and more and more. And these millennials are terrible. Mm-hmm. And I know one of your your like passions and what you're going to be sharing at the huge convention is talking about how to pay people for performance, not based on longevity. Can you explain what that means and kind of how it ties into this whole measuring quality thing and how it helped your your service business? Okay, sure. So, you know, again, it's been a process, but over the years, what I've come to find out is, honestly, people just need to know where they stand. You know, I'm a big believer in that. And um, so I've never wanted to find somebody and that be a surprise. And so... The way that I've set things up at my business is uh, it is literally on the walls. I've got posters, you know, I have these foam board posters made that show everything you can do to earn a bonus. And likewise, I have a huge, you know, it takes up the entire wall. Our complaint process flow sheet is basically takes up a huge section of the wall, but I want them to know, here's what you do to earn more money, and here's what happens if you start going down this rabbit hole, and um, and so if somebody's getting complaints, we literally take them to the flow sheet and say, you're in this step of the process, so if you get another complaint within 30 days, this is what happens, and we can show them. You know, this is exactly how it's going to go. Likewise, we say, all right, you produce this much revenue with a quality score of, you know, this. And like I say, it's posted on the wall. Then you get a bonus every week. You can earn this bonus. And um, they can look up their own quality scores. We survey after every visit. And the surveys are tied to the employee. So that's, you know, that's key for us is that I don't want to just know what the clients think about our service. I mean, that's absolutely important. But I also want to be able to run reports on employee performance. And so in our business, like there are paid days off 
are earned based on excellent scores. You know, they get points for every excellent score and you get X number of points, you get a paid day off. Well, I love it. I love it because you've heard the phrase, you know, whatever is measured will improve, right? Right. People don't really measure quality. I think what happens as business owners, because we're we're obsessed. Mm-hmm. Like how, how do you, how do you go service a home and not do it perfect? Like it doesn't even register right. in our brain, especially in the beginning. Like what's wrong with you? Why would you, how do you not see that you missed that spot? Like, right. why are you so broken? Right. And so you get frustrated and frustrated, but I love what you said. It reminds me of the super nanny. There's this TV show years oh, ago yeah. called I super nanny. Uh-huh. I love Joe was her name, but uh-huh. what she did, she had this thing called the naughty chart or something. Right. And she'd put on this chart up front, like, if you say the F word, little six-year-old monster, then this happens. Mm-hmm. And if you hit your sister, then this happens. And mm-hmm. if you don't eat your vegetables and this happens, whatever, like whatever the issue was, she just defined it. And she mm-hmm. was never would yell at kids. She'd never get – like the kid would like do the bad thing and she'd simply say, oh, bummer. Let's go look at our chart and see what happens. Okay, so you did the – okay, bummer. Now this happens. Yeah. And so the kid revolts at first, but eventually it's that structure, that overly clear communication and measuring it mm-hmm. that fixes it. And she had tremendous results. And Obviously, our employees aren't children, but in some ways, it kind of feels like that, right? <laughs> you know, I have to say, because I really think that was part of the problem, is I really resisted that initially, um, because it does feel like disciplining children, but I've just wrapped my head around that it's the fair way to communicate, and that, you know, everyone needs to know where they stand, and I just make it super transparent on, you know, which path are you going? And I've been doing it so long now that um, literally in the first month or so, I can tell if a person's going to make it or not because they either, they either conform to our culture and rise to the occasion or they exit themselves out. I, you know, I hardly have to fire anybody anymore. It has a push-pull effect. It pushes away the wrong people and pulls in the the good people who want to be rewarded and be in control of how much they make and the bonuses they get. I think it's awesome. And, you know, I, I don't want to take a lot of your time. I just want to give people a taste, Martha. And my last question for you, because uh, you are running over 20 employees now. You've had a service business for 10 years. You're doing software, but you, you're still doing this and you're succeeding at a high level. What would you say to someone who's not sure they want to come to the huge convention? Why should they consider coming to an event like this? Hmm. Well, you know, I was in business two weeks before I went to my first convention. And I definitely read people going, I've been in business 20 years and I've never been to one. And I'm thinking, hmm, wonder how much you've grown and how much things, you know, do they things run smoothly for you? Because I'm thinking probably not. And you know, to me, education is so important. I mean, I just, none of us are ever done learning. And to me, to not go to an event that was designed for like-minded individuals, and it's not only the speakers, but to be able to talk to other people who do exactly what you do, who have run into the same problems that you have, and to be able to sit down over dinner and talk that through is completely different than being in a Facebook group and just, you know, 
asking a question. It's just not the same. And, you know, I get no money from that. I'm just going to say that, you know, to me, it's crazy not to get education and be exposed to everything, much less, you know, all the equipment and so forth that you get to demo. Yeah, you get to learn about new technology, see new pieces of equipment. You have tons of fun. It's basically like a bizcation. It's pretty cool. And Martha, I appreciate your time. I can't wait to see you and give you a hug in Atlanta in August. We're just uh, less than two months away. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, we are. Okay. All right. Take care. Hey, my friends, welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast. I am joined by my friend Ryan Wilkins from the great state of Florida. He runs a really interesting cleaning company called Beacon Cleaning. They do all kinds of stuff, and he's a specialist with government contracts and commercial sales, but not in the way that you're probably thinking. This guy does large contracts with places like NASA, um, dozens of school districts, uh, even SpaceX and Blue Origin, which are the new space programs from Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos. You're doing some crazy stuff, Ryan, and you're going to be teaching at the huge convention. Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast, and thanks for taking some time. Thanks, Josh. It's good to be back. Um, I look forward to the convention again this year, which is in Atlanta. Uh, I think this will be the fourth year that I'm teaching this class, so um, it always changes a little bit every year. You know, for the most part, it's it's uh it's similar to the year before, but um there's new outlets on where to find the government and um and commercial work as well, all online. Yeah, it's incredible. And I think a lot of little businesses out there fighting the good fight don't really consider this stuff. It doesn't really cross their mind. And I guess some of it depends on where you live. You live on the Space Coast, so you have some really unique opportunities and, and whatnot. Um, but these opportunities are available nationwide, correct? They are. Um, it, you know, we're obviously very fortunate here to live in, in Brevard County, which is considered the Space Coast. It's been around since the Apollo days and whatnot, um, you know, the Kennedy Space Center here. But all the country, there's there's local government, i.e. your cities. Um, there's state government, uh, government contracts, I should say. And there's federal go- contracts everywhere. Um, you know, a lot of the major highways, they're all federally, they're federal department of transportation contracts. Um, we've had contracts in the past with, for instance, cleaning all the toll booths along 528 here in Florida that goes from the coast took from the beach to Orlando. Um, we've had contracts for cleaning overpasses for state state funded and state uh, operated highways. Uh, and even the local communities, you know, there's local police departments, local libraries, local fire departments. So there's a lot of government and commercial work that can be found. Yeah, I think it's it's pretty amazing. And, you know, I I never, we actually did do a, a federal job back when I had my company, which I sold my cleaning company over three years ago. I can't believe it. But we had some little federal accounts that kind of fell in our lap. Um, but really for me, when that happened, that was when I thought, wait a second. How do we get more of this? <laughs> and it was actually a reoccurring job yeah, at like this huge veterans. Um, it was like a cemetery, but they had this building there. And so we were cleaning for them, I think, every other week. Uh, and it was a really simple process. It wasn't that big of a deal. And it just kind of had a light bulb go on. But I never really walked down that road. Is it really competitive pricing-wise? I'm assuming it's just about the price. Is it just a matter of submitting lots of bids? How, what are the main differences uh, when you start traveling down this road? Yeah, it's, it's a great question, um, and it's a little bit of both to answer your question, but I can touch on it. Um, so, for instance, the all the local government pro- contracts we have, such as the school districts, um, what they typically do is they ask, you know, they put the they put the bid out publicly to bid, 
Um, it's, they put an RFP up, request request for proposal. So X amount of companies that have to be pre-qualified. You have to have the, the proper workers' comp, the proper general liability, the proper auto policy. Um, they bet they bet the companies out that way. So that narrows it down to say ten companies, and then the ten companies bid on it. It's a price per square foot. Typically, they say, at least for in, in my case. Um, they say, what's the square foot price to clean the roofs? What's the price to clean um, windows? What's the square f- square foot price to clean flat work, et cetera, et cetera. So you put that together. And unfortunately, they do take the lowest bid. Um, so, But that, that shouldn't shy anybody away because as long as you really crunch your numbers and are efficient with what you do, you can be very profitable. Um, they understand that. Uh, you know, they're not going to take a, a bid that's two cents a square foot. They understand that it needs to be somewhere between, you know, X and Y for A, quality work, and B, someone has to make money. Um, so the state the state contracts are, um, a lot of them are low bid. Um, however, if you were, you know, we're one of the only companies that has certain workers' comp limits and GL limits and auto policy limits, um, for instance, to work on the... Um, on some NASA properties, along with having the proper background checks. Um, a lot of the companies in Florida, um, their employees may or may not pass pretty rigorous background checks to work on these top secret facilities. So um, that goes into consideration as well. They understand you have to charge more because you're hiring quality individuals who have a strong background. They're experts in their field, whether it be window cleaning or whether it be something very more specific. But um, you know, there's a number of things that go into consideration, but price, uh, being properly equipped, having the proper insurance and documentation are all certainly um, factors there. And this has got to be good for business in general, right? Because you do uh, residential stuff as well, I'm assuming. <clears throat> and how cool is it to say that you <laughs> clean for NASA and for SpaceX and for all this crazy stuff? So from a marketing perspective, it's got to be good for your business as well, right? It, it is. Um, you know, there's certain areas that we can advertise um, about who we do work for on the government side, and there's certain places we can't. But it's funny you say that. And to answer your question, we we still do residential. It's not as much, but we still do residential. Um, but we get a lot of res- our residential customers from working on at these facilities. Uh, for instance, the SpaceX project. Elon Musk brought in 2,800 jobs to this county um, to work on his project. Now that we're working, cleaning the windows at their offices, cleaning the launch pads after they after they're after they're flown. Uh, cleaning the, the landing pads after they're landed and cleared away. A lot of these employees see us out there, recognize us as a trusted contractor for SpaceX, and hire us residentially as well. That is so crazy cool, man. What a, what a weird life you've built for yourself, Ryan. Super interesting. And everybody, this is just one of the thing things that you can learn at the huge convention. Hopefully we'll see you there. Ryan, what would you say to someone who's on the fence, not sure if they want to come to the huge convention, maybe they haven't been before, uh, what do you say to push them over the edge and get them to show up in Atlanta? Well, I've said for years this is the best convention that I've ever been to and taught at. I've taught at a number of them um, throughout the industry over the years. Um, the huge convention has always been filled with great classes, great instructors, um, a great trade show. Obviously, people are there to see equipment as well. Um, but it's very professionally run. 
and uh, and organized, and there's some really great people there to meet. Yeah, I agree, and hopefully we'll see you. Ryan, I look forward to shaking your hand and saying hi uh, in less than two months, and I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you, Josh. We'll see you soon. Hey, thanks for hanging out, friends, and from all of us here at the Quick Talk Podcast team, we hope you love today's show. We hope that you were inspired to become a doer and not just a listener. Apply what you've heard today in your own business and watch things change for the better. Lastly, Remember that all the money in the world can't save your soul. Seek first the kingdom of God, my friends. We'll see you next time. For more information about the Quick Talk Podcast or Joshua's other businesses, visit our website, quicktalkpodcast.com. Have a blessed day.